All right, guys, so Apple's WWDC Worldwide Developers Conference, that keynote slammed us in the face yesterday with lots of great information about the future of iOS, about the future of iPad OS, about the future of Mac OS, and all of Apple. Of course, WWDC is for developers, so this is a sign, this is a signal, this is the launching pad for them to be able to go and tie into these operating systems, make them better, make their apps better, thus making our interactions with our devices and the apps that we use better. So let's talk about the great new things coming to all of these platforms. Welcome to In the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. This is a tech podcast all about you, the listener. My aim is to educate, inform, and most importantly, empower you with the tools that you need to face this ever-changing world of technology. So let's get into it, shall we? All right, guys, let's get started, shall we? So first and foremost, this is going to be a little bit different than those usual bite-sized pieces of episodes that I normally like to give you. This is about a big event, so therefore it's going to be a little bit longer, and this is not necessarily considered evergreen content, but it will be relevant at least over the next year. So let's get started with iOS 15 updates to FaceTime. So first and foremost, we're going to be getting spatial audio to help conversations flow a little bit better so that you can kind of know where at in space the individuals you're talking to, you get to know where those people are at. Voice isolation. So this is machine learning that's going to help block ambient noise and it prioritizes your voice. So kind of like those modes on your AirPods Pro or on your Beats Solo 3 Pro where you can do transparent mode or you can block out that noise and have noise cancellation very similar to that wide spectrum you can have your voice and everything around you if you choose to do so next which I feel like is really cool you're going to be able to have a grid view so a couple of years ago Apple they released changes to FaceTime in which people appear in different blocks and they kind of phase up and phase back I've always thought that was kind of messy. So similar to, say, like a Microsoft Teams or a Zoom, you can have a grid view. And I think the fact that, you know, we've been in a pandemic for over a year now, I feel like these changes are helping make video calls a bit smoother. Next, you're going to be able to have portrait mode background. So this is very similar to features in Microsoft Teams and others where you can kind of blur out your background so that people don't see all of the crap behind you in whatever room you're sitting in. Next, you're going to have FaceTime links. So this is similar. I know I'm saying that a lot, but we're really getting features now that you get in full-fledged platforms such as Zoom, Teams, and Cisco WebEx. So you're going to be able to have a link so you can schedule your FaceTime calls and you will even be able to schedule it with people with non-Apple devices because it can go to their web browser. And of course, all of this is still end-to-end encrypted way to go Apple. Now, next, 
we're getting something called SharePlay. So this new SharePlay API is going to allow developers such as Disney Plus, Hulu, HBO Max, Twitch, NBA, Pluto, TikTok. Those are just the people that are already on board. You're going to be able to listen and watch together in these FaceTime calls. So number one, not only can one person pause and it pauses for everyone, one person can fast forward and it fast forwards for everyone, one person can rewind, so on and so forth, and it does it for everyone so that if you are social distancing or if you're just not able to physically get together, you can have a watch party on your iOS device. I think it's freaking great. Last but not least, screen saving. This is, I mean, screen sharing. This is going to be something that once again, it is on essentially every other video sharing platform, but this is really making FaceTime a robust tool that could be used in many circumstances. Next up, let's talk about changes to messages. So we're going to have a new shared with you for photos and music. So this is going to be a completely different section and you can see share with you for your photos in the photos app. For example, if someone sends you an album of photos and iMessages or if someone sends you a playlist, if you open up Apple Music, then you will see a shared with you section. So I think that this is also freaking great. Additionally, this is going to be built into Safari, Apple Podcast and the Apple TV app. Additionally, we're going to be getting changes to notifications in iOS. So you're going to have a notification summary, which are going to be ordered by priority. And you're going to have this new, these new modes called focus. And this is kind of like your pseudo profile. So you can have like a work focus, a relaxation focus, and it only allows notifications through for certain apps that you pick and from certain contacts that you also pick. So this is really cool. It's not the profiles, but I think the different focus modes, I think that will be really, really cool going forward. Um, next up, we're going to have what they're calling live text. So this is essentially this is essentially um, image text recognition in photos. So you can actually tap on the photo that has text in it and you'll be able to copy that text out into an email, into an iMessage or just paste it anywhere that you would like. Additionally, photos are getting updates with memories updates with Apple Music built in for a more immersive experience. So you know that whenever you open the photos app and you have a memory, you get kind of like the chill stock music. But now you, you can also get music pulled in from, you guessed it, Apple Music wallet updates. Now, this is what I think is really, really cool. You're finally going to be able for participating states, of course, put your freaking driving license in the wallet app. I think that this is absolutely unbelievable. Followed up, of course, we know that locks are going to be coming as well as room keys from individual establishments that choose to give those room keys out um, instead of you manually have to put that in wallet. These can automatically appear in the wallet automatically. Next up minute changes to the weather app you're going to be able to get full screen weather maps and when you're in the application looking at the temperature and everything you can actually see the position of the sun based off of what time it is and all of that so i think that is really cool now we know apple maps has come a long way if if you have not gotten lost using apple maps 
you're not a true Apple Maps user. I definitely got lost in the middle of the Midwest while I was going to a fraternity brother's wedding. It was hilarious because there was a line of cars behind me. I just happened to stick my head out of the rental and I was like, are you guys using Apple Maps? Everybody was like, yeah. So I switched over to Google Maps. <laughs> but Apple Maps has really come a long way. It is now my primary way of getting around my city if i need to know where to get how to get somewhere i'll pop in an apple maps i get there every single time so of course the reason for that is privacy google does not need to know where i am going so you're going to be getting new map updates and they're going to be coming to more countries and actually you'll be able to zoom out and get an interactive globe there's going to be a new nighttime mode and it's also going to be able to show more elevations and while you're driving this is going to be incredibly useful in carplay or if you have your screen if you have your iphone mounted you're going to be able to see new road details so you'll be able to help understand the turning lanes medians crosswalks so that you can watch out for pedestrians and more Lastly, in the iOS tip, we're going to be talking about AirPods. So you're going to be able to get conversation boost on your AirPods Pro. And additionally, you're going to be able to get a separation alert. So just in case you leave your AirPods behind, similar to anything like Find My or with the Apple AirTag, you'll be able to know I've left this behind. So next up, iPad OS. All right, guys, so take a guess what's next. Yep, you guessed it, iPad OS 15. So here's the thing. When Apple broke these two operating systems apart, this let us know that we were going to be getting features that were not necessarily only going to be performed in a handheld device, i.e. your iPhone. Now that we've branched this thing off, we've seen multitasking, we've seen lots of new features come. So first and foremost, widgets. Widgets are going to be able to be placed among the apps on your home screen. Now, here, here's one of those interesting things with how Apple does things. This should have been a feature from the jump. Why are we just now getting this feature in a whole new number release of iPad OS 15 when widgets were first released they should have been able to be interfaced in the exact same capacity as they were on iPhone nonetheless they're also getting the app library once again it should have already been done next is the multitasking window and what's funny is that I actually saw a mock-up on Reddit because you know Reddit is the best place on earth I saw a mock-up on Reddit that was very similar for this. So you know now that if you wanna multitask, you have to bring up the dock, then pull the application up, slide it over, and now you have your multitasking view. Now, of course, if you exit from both of those, then you can actually be able to go back to both of those incredibly easy. But you always had to pull up that doggone dock at the bottom. But here's the thing. Now you start your multitasking with a swipe from the top of the screen. It slides app number one over, giving you a complete view of the home screen versus this stupid dock. And this is honestly the best way to go because sometimes you want to choose an app to multitask with that's not on the dock. 
And then you have to like make it become a recent app and go back and forth. Now you have access to all of your apps and that's exactly how it should be. You can also have mentions in your notes. So you can mention someone in a shared note and they'll be able to see it. Next, quick note with a quick swipe from the lower right hand corner of the screen, you can create quick notes from anywhere in the operating system. Yes, that is system wide. Next, translate. Translates on your iPhone. It honestly should have been on iPad. Now it will be and it will also be available system wide. Now next, and this is the last feature that I'm going to talk about for iPad OS 15. Swift Playgrounds. Yes, Apple's development platform for iOS apps is now coming to iPad. This is absolutely huge. My mouth fell open and hit the ground when this was announced. I think this is a great feature. This is definitely going to change development. This is going to open up development for more people. Heck, as you guys know, I'm a database guy. And one of the reasons why I've never built an app, because lots of my friends are like, Dexter, why don't you build an app? And I'm like, I don't have a Mac, but I have an iPad. And now that door will be opened for me. I think it is great. It's going to create a lot of new opportunity. And I cannot wait to see what applications people develop right on their tablet. Next up, we're going to have changes for privacy. We're going to have mail privacy protection where your IP address is hidden and it even prevents letting the sender know if you open the email. So for a little inside baseball, usually companies have some type of email service that they subscribe to that handles their email. And you create campaigns. Those campaigns send email requests to your members. And that email tracking, whether you're using a high row solution, whether you're using exact target, whatever, they're able to know when it was sent. They're able to say, hey, this was opened. But do you really always want to know if someone is opening, if you're opening an email that someone sent you? No, that is definitely, it's not the largest privacy infraction, but it is definitely a privacy infraction. Nonetheless, of course, Apple is taking care of this from Safari. They're going to be able to hide your IP address. You're going to have an app privacy report, and this is going to be an overview of how apps treat your privacy to see how often the apps track your location, open your mic and have access to photos and more. Now, additionally, Siri is going to have own device speech recognition and many requests can be done quicker and without an internet connection. Of course, a lot of these features are going to be bubbling down to regular iOS, but they were introduced during the iPad OS section. Next up, iCloud. Changes to iCloud. Now, of course, you're going to be able to have account recovery. So just in case you get locked out of your account, Family and friends will be able to help you get access to your account if you lose it. Next up, digital legacy. Now, let's spend a little time on this. We're creating a massive and I mean massive and sprawling digital footprint with all of the services and junk that we subscribe to. Whether we have a Google account, whether we have an Apple account with iCloud, whether we have a Netflix, XYZ, XYZ, Apple is making it easier so that you can add contacts that'll be able to request access to your information such as photos and those details can get passed down throughout the generations. Next up, 
iCloud Plus. So first and foremost, the prices don't change for iCloud Plus, but you get a hide my email feature, which you can essentially create proxy email addresses so that people don't figure out your true email address because that is definitely a privacy implication. We're going to have HomeKit secure video. We're going to have private relay that essentially Safari is going to send your web request through different relays to hide the origin. Does that sound similar? It does. If you're in if you're at all familiar with the onion router or tor you know that's how a tor network works so next lastly but not least we're going to talk about health home and mac os let's talk about it all right guys so let's talk about the ending part of the keynote starting with apple health so here's the thing Apple is just as much of a health company and a lifestyle company as they are a technology company. Think about Apple Watch. It has transformed fitness. We have excellent heart readings. We have ECG. We have breathing. We have everything that you need right there on your wrist. So now we're going to have mobility checks with walking steadiness. This is going to help mitigate heart attack risk and more. We're going to have health sharing so you can show trends and labs and more with others that, of course, you allow. Apple will not have any access to that data. We're going to have a mindfulness app to kind of help you disconnect and relax. And last but not least, we're going to be able to track respiratory rate properly. So here's the thing. In case any of you wear a wearable called the Aura Ring, like I do, it tracks your respiratory rate at night. And in case you see dramatic changes and stuff to your respiratory rate, that lets you know you might have an underlying health problem. So here's the thing. With Apple Watch being able to track more and more, this can be at the center of your healthy lifestyle if you choose it to be. Next up, home, home kit, Apple home, whatever you like to call it. You're going to be able to put your home keys on your phone or your watch to be able to unlock your door. So let's just say that you have a schlange. If you have one of those automated door locks on your home, you can be able to let yourself in via your phone or your watch. Next up, you'll be able to ask Siri to play something on your Apple TV. Absolutely great. We're going to have a for all of you view, and this is going to be based off of all of the users of your Apple TV. So this is similar to the for you tab. Let's just say you have a for you in Netflix based off of the recommendations, based off of things that you have watched. And the for all of you bases it off of things that everyone signed into your Apple TV has watched, hopefully helping you to find something to watch with the others in your home in a quicker rate. Next up, HomePod Mini will be able to be speakers. Now, of course, it's not going to be better than actual HomePods connected to Apple TV, but it will still be decent. The Mini will also be available in more countries and regions. Voice recognition will be available for each member of the home. Once again, kind of separating, separating those things out a little bit better. We're going to have Siri available on third-party devices such as Ecobee and other accessories. 
Next up, last but not least, we're talking about Mac OS. So the newest version of Mac OS is going to be called Mac OS Monterey. And I want to say that the largest feature that they introduced is universal control. This was yet another one of those jaw dropping moments for me. So you're going to be able to use a single mouse and a keyboard across your Mac and your iPad. So what does that mean? Essentially, what you do, let's just say you've got your MacBook Pro out. Put your iPad next to it. You can drag across and what you'll see is as you're moving your mouse to the edge of your MacBook screen, you'll see a little handler pop up on your iPad screen and you can just drag that cursor right onto your iPad so you can move files like it's going to be absolutely phenomenal the things that you can do with this and only in Apple's ecosystem is something like this possible. Could you imagine this coming to Android? No, because Samsung is going to want to do their thing. Lenovo is going to want to do their thing. Whatever other tablet maker, they're going to want to do their thing. Same with Chromebook. So this is absolutely phenomenal. Of course, AirPlay is going to be coming to the Mac. And last but not least, we're going to have extensions coming to iPad and iOS. And what do you mean by extensions? I'm talking about extensions in the browser. That is super, super cool. Super cool. Have mercy. So guys, there you have it. Apple's WWDC keynote for 2021. We've seen so many great features. I feel like you know, if I had to just pick out a favorite, I love the universal control and Mac OS. I like all of the changes to home. I feel like that really ties things together. I like the digital legacy information that's going to be in iCloud. I love, love all of the new privacy features coming to iOS. And First and foremost, just all these updates to FaceTime, it was a laundry list to kind of bring it up to par. So, guys, let me know what's your favorite new feature coming to iOS and coming to all these Apple products. And if there is a feature that you felt like was left out, hey, tweet me at Dexter underscore Johnson. Let's keep the conversation going. Share this podcast with a friend. And until next time, I'll holler at you. Thank you for listening to another episode of In the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. I'm hoping you're coming away more empowered, educated, and enthralled in the technological world. Be sure to tell a friend, share this episode, and follow me on Twitter at Dexter underscore Johnson. And most importantly, stay tuned for future episodes. Until next time.